So if you are a USDC depositor into Aave, anyone holding the crypto whitelisted on Aave could buy your USDC. So you could not say, for example, I'm only lending my USDC to users collateralizing ETH, stake ETH, and that's it. That's my risk. So the problem that we we solved it by creating small pools, uh, se like separated, each pool is a separate smart contract. A new, there's no systemic risk. So that USDC user now can deposit, let's say, a USDC in one isolated market and uh, and managing risk better. And of course, that creates a lot of benefits. So definitely risk management, better risk management. Second, some other, other markets, other isolated markets naturally would pay you higher rates for your USDC deposit. Hey everyone, welcome to The Edge Podcast. I'm DeFi Dad here with Nomadic from 4RC. Today's show spotlights Silo Finance, a DeFi protocol on Ethereum and Arbitrum for creating risk-isolated lending markets. Different than a shared pool lending protocol with a single pool lending market for all supported assets such as Aave, Silo uses an isolated pool approach where every token asset has its own lending market. Users or projects can propose new markets to be voted on to support blue chip assets such as ETH LSTs, as well as long tail assets or even LPs not found on the largest money markets. In this episode, we'll discuss how this approach can provide us more choices and more controls as lenders and borrowers in DeFi money markets, as well as future plans for Silo, including the implementation of VTokenomics. But before we do, just a quick word from our sponsors who make the Edge podcast possible. For most of us, our crypto journey started with MetaMask. And now with MetaMask Portfolio, we can do so much more. MetaMask Portfolio puts you in control. Use the dashboard to see all your assets and balances across your wallets in one place. The buy feature allows us to buy crypto assets effortlessly with fiat options such as PayPal or credit card. The swap feature allows us to swap any tokens anytime by finding a selection of available rates. The bridge feature allows us to bridge between networks including Ethereum, L1s, and L2s based on the best price and fastest delivery time. And with the stake feature, anyone in a few clicks can stake ETH and earn rewards. Do more in Web3 your way with a safe, simple, and convenient tool that's all in one place. Track and manage your Web3 everything at metamask.io slash portfolio. Mike, before we get back to the show, can you explain what is liquid restaking? Everybody at this point is familiar with the liquid staking. It lets you take your stake ETH, mint a liquid staking token, and then use that token in DeFi. Well, the hottest thing in staking right now is restaking. It's the ability to reuse your stake ETH to provide Ethereum's trust layer to other services that want to benefit from it. Services like data availability layers, Oracle networks, other blockchains, and beyond. The benefit of restaking is that you get to earn additional staking rewards on top of your normal staking rewards. Well, uh, currently, if you want to restake your ETH, uh, your only option is to lock up uh, your ETH. The reason that's a problem is because you can't use your restaked ETH in DeFi. We are launching ETH, uh, the EtherFi liquid restaking token, because with liquid uh, restaking, users get the benefit of staking rewards, restaking rewards, and they get to collect loyalty points for EtherFi and Eigenlayer through this token. So it's the easiest way to get exposure to two up-and-coming uh, early uh, protocols, and on top of that, get all the benefits of staking and restaking 
To learn more about ETH liquid staking and liquid restaking, go to ether.fi. It all started so simply with CryptoKitties and Maker on Ethereum, but quickly became complex with more applications and many chains. Today, everyone agrees, UX issues are the biggest blocker standing in the way of crypto adoption. Introducing Avocado. Multi-chain UX redesigned from the ground up. The first wallet to abstract networks, accounts and gas. One gas tank to pay transaction fees on all chains in USDC and native access to Instadap's powerful, custom DeFi strategies. Avocado, one wallet to rule all chains. All right, let's introduce AJ, a founding contributor to Silo Finance. AJ, welcome to the Edge podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I know we've talked quite a bit uh, over the years with Silo and uh, I've written up multiple tutorials over the years because Silo was a very unique protocol from the time it launched. Uh, there are these uh, shared pool lending protocols that we're all very uh, accustomed to, like Aave. And there's a different approach there to Silo. I want to say that you all were like a, a kind of a pioneer trailblazer in building this type of protocol. And uh, just this year, Nomadic and I have recorded quite a few podcasts with other founders, uh, some of those founders also being OG DeFi founders who have come around to believing that siloing uh, uh, money markets might be a more secure approach, uh, might be a, even a more scalable approach than uh, what we've seen with the likes of Aave and Compound. So anyways, just excited to kind of dig in with you. Uh, what's new with Silo, what's next, uh, and how you see yourself fitting into uh, you know, the DeFi landscape going into 2024. Um, but before we talk a little bit more about Silo, uh, can you share any bit, anything more about your background and maybe the origin story of uh, building Silo? Yeah, absolutely. Really, I'm super excited to tell you about Silo and myself. Uh, so, uh, you know, Silo actually comes up Thanks to Kashi and Rari, of course, these two uh, and the OGs behind us uh, protocols that I wish they had continued. Really, uh, have uh, much respect to to founders. So, twenty twenty one, few of us uh, DeFi OGs thought, well, definitely we need uh, to have uh, money markets for you know some of the token assets that we've farmed, uh, and there's no way you could get them listed on Ave and Compound. We, uh, you know, just entered the hackathon. Uh, came up with the idea, the design, and then raised actually just uh, by uh, doing a token auction through Gnosis uh, Batch Auction. So it was access, uh, of course, restricted uh, in the US, but outside the US was accessible to really any any user. We wanted to go that route. We did not want to go the VC route, and we raised a bunch. And then from there, we assembled the team and, and started coding really the real version. And uh, and in August we launched, uh, and since then been a grind, uh, really trying to get you know funds into uh, the money markets and encourage borrowers as well, uh, uh, telling them about the benefits of risk isolation. That's really the key that we bring to the table here. Is basically how do we give users better way to manage risk? That's it. It's very simple. I think users still uh, need to split their portfolio uh, among. Uh, uh, two to three uh, lending protocols. And we hope that uh, Silo will be one of them in addition to, uh, to of course, the OGs uh, um, uh, 
So uh, that's really the, the, the thesis here. Uh, the silo is a, is really a great story because we just built it from the ground up. New code, uh, hiring. Uh, really, we we kind of followed the Silicon Valley uh, approach in 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 terms of uh, developing the the, the simplest uh, minimum viable product and rolling it out and 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 finding uh, product market fit and uh, and and uh, all all really the the the, the whole uh, nine yards of, of building a company. So it's been a, it's been really a, a challenge. Every day is a challenge. Every day is is, is a great day actually uh, for us. Uh, we're about uh, 12, 13 people, and uh, um, um, ten of us are full time. The rest is just help us out with math and and, and research and, and all of it. So it's a small team, very very efficient and very uh, slow to to release as well. <laughs> we take our time. AJ, let's get a bit more into Silo. DeFi Dad kind of teased it a bit in the intro here, but I would love to hear it kind of in your words, just at a high level, what Silo is and how it differs from, I guess, lending platforms that people may be familiar with as well. Right. So I, so so the key here is to probably uh, giving an example the great. So if you are a USDC depositor into Ave, you're technically anyone holding the crypto whitelisted on Aave could borrow your USDC. So you could not say, for example, I'm only lending my USDC to users collateralizing ETH, stake ETH, and that's it. That's my risk. You cannot. Once you deposit uh, your USDC, your risk exposure uh, or your your risk is exposed to the entire crypto asset uh, in the pool. So there's no way you could segregate that. Even with risk isolation that I have today, it's really capped, uh, so it doesn't doesn't solve the problem. So the problem that we we solved it by creating small pools, uh, se- like separated. Each pool is a separate smart contract. A new, there's no systemic risk. So that USDC user now can deposit, let's say, a USDC in one isolated market, and uh, and managing risk better. So, for example, in Arbitrum, we have about 15 markets. One of them, let's say, this, the Lido wrapped staked ETH market that is paired with USDC. And if you can say, as a USDC user, I can say, like, okay, I'm, I'm depositing in that specific market and only users depositing either USD, either uh, ETH or wrapped version of Lido can borrow my asset. And that's it. So if you have... Other assets, they cannot borrow. So you're basically choosing your risk, customizing the risk, modulating your risk. It's exactly why we created uh, Silo. And of course, that creates a lot of benefits. So definitely risk management, better risk management. Second, some other other markets, other isolated markets naturally would pay you higher rates for your USDC deposit. So if you're de- if you're lending to a risky asset, you should expect higher returns. Now in Aave, that's not possible they have only one interest rate curve for all USDC depositors. It's always 3%, 4%. However, for a riskier asset, maybe other some you deem risky, but maybe if they pay you, let's say, average 15 or 20% APR, that is enough to justify the risk you're taking. And you could maybe allocate a little bit of your portfolio, not your entire USDC deposit, uh, which is not possible on, on other lending protocols. Uh, so technically speaking, risk management, uh, better risk management, and an optimized uh, yield as well. Because now you could 
allocate some of your portfolio to higher yielding uh, markets. And that's really what risk isolation, uh, the benefits of risk isolation and lending. Yeah. When you get into the silo app, uh, what might confuse some if they've only used something like Aave is you, you just have a lot more choice. You, you get in there, you have all these markets. And uh, historically, um, for folks in the future who listen to this uh, uh, there, there is an option that will no longer be there, which is this this Zai stablecoin, which we'll talk a little bit about. But uh, in the past, you would look and you would normally have the two choices of you could lend uh, ETH. So as a lender, I might say, I want to lend it at a higher rate to something riskier or at a lower rate to something that's not as risky. Uh, and then I also have the option of this Zai uh, stablecoin. And so anyways, I, I think... I think, yeah, what's been really powerful about that is just the controls, the optionality that Silo has provided, which I do remember thinking like early on that maybe there was too much choice and that, you know, just dumbing it down the way that like an Ave shared uh, pool sort of approach does it. But now as we go into 2024, we're finding like all these other protocols are sort of like reinventing themselves and, and clearly taking some inspiration from what you've done. Uh, we had Instadap on with, they have uh, fluid coming and fluid is, is taking a somewhat siloed approach. And, um, I think Morpho, uh, Morpho blue to some degree has been influenced, uh, by, by what you've done there. Uh, one of the things that we called out, though, is the permissionless creation of money markets. Uh, can you just quickly walk us through, like, what is the process behind that? Like, I, I can't just go in and just create any money market, right? Like, I do have to get some sort of buy-in or process in place. Definitely, the team has to deploy it and has they they have to activate. We have to activate the Oracle for you in order to get the market. And and in the beginning, we we wanted to to do permissionless creation of markets, the Uniswap. And and cashy uh, 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 type, um, but then we thought, well, let's first learn how that goes because with Rari, uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of confusion there. Although Rari was completely permissionless, but a lot of people did not really understand that, so they did not, and the team had really nothing to do with it and had some issues, some pools getting exploited due to an oracle, of course, not the, the, the anything else. But so we thought, well, let's just have some control over it. At least you could delist a market and list a market. So the list is is actually the, the, the process is quite quite simple. You you know contact us or tell us or whatever like you want to deploy a market and we'll look at it if, if there's an oracle and if there's like enough liquidity. If we can liquidate, we'll 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 launch it. A lot of assets are not liquid enough to 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 be worthy of of, of uh, to go to have a money market. Unfortunately, so. Uh, uh, this is going to change, of course, uh, um, um, going forward, and, and like we'll talk about the roadmap in a bit. But right now, we just a uh, normal conversation with the team, request uh, um, through any of our channels, including Twitter, and we'll 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 deploy it if if there is uh, if we can fulfill our basic uh, responsibility here, which is making sure that at least in the beginning there is an uh, a, a good oracle to work with. A second, we can liquidations are possible. You've, you've touched actually on a point, really important point, which is now you could d deposit USDC on ten markets on on Silo Arbitrum, and you could probably earn now with the rewards uh, with the R rewards. You could earn from something between seven to thirteen percent, which is 
really great for a stablecoin. Uh, and then, so how do you how do you handle that? And honestly speaking, like that's uh, that's great because for us, each silo is only designed to match lenders and borrowers in in in, a, in an obvious and without obfuscating risk. So now, if I'm a USDC user, I'm only really matching you with someone who's willing to borrow your USDC user with ETH. Now, the risk is not obfuscated; uh, it's clear. You're matching two users with two clear collaterals. Uh, unlike other protocols where you know you don't know who's who's borrowing your USDC. Anyway, uh, the market should cap at 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 one point, and this cap we think the logical cap should be uh, proportional to how much liquidity available on DEXs in order to liquidate. Remember what what happened with Curve? It grew really massively in relation to uh, liquidity available, and that created some systemic risk, obviously to to Aave. In uh, Silo, it does not create systemic risk. It's, only creates risk for those who's lending stablecoin to curve uh, uh, dep- uh, depositors. Um, so these are really just you matching users, technically speaking, and, and risk really just uh, the marketplace. You're matching lender, lender on borrower, and that's it. Uh, yes, you have it. Uh, you have a lot of choices. If it happens that you trust multiple collateral, you could s- split your portfolio or you could rebalance. Which is possible in in Arbitrum it creates issues on mainnet because of gas. You have to remove all the time, remove each let's say from a market to another. Uh, but that's a, a uh, something that we I think we should we will solve in V two or and other protocols can build on top of us. You've mentioned other uh, uh, developers also they're coming up with their own uh, vault uh, uh, layers that would should should do this rebalancing among a set of markets you trust uh, without having you doing it uh, all the time. AJ, you mentioned Arbitrum. I'm curious just kind of what pattern you're seeing with users between, I guess, your Ethereum mainnet offering and Arbitrum offering. Like, are are you seeing like a a lot of flow of liquidity to Arbitrum now? Like, is that, is that vision kind of starting to play out or, or where are you, where are your users mostly congregated right now? Definitely Arbitrum. Arbitrum, we have about, I think, 90 million in terms of uh, value locked, uh, which is a metric we don't care much about. But uh, we have about 33 million, I think, borrowed, which is really that's what what matters to us. Uh, what matters to us. So uh, you'd be surprised when when gas is cheap. Uh, this that opens up a lot of possibility. Arbitrum is a well mature uh, ecosystem. Incredibly collaborative, by the way. There is just a sense of we actually, for example, we like we've got Radiant tweeting Silo, like which is technically two lending protocols. We do the same, and the support they've given us actually are just to our tokens as rewards to push their Radiant that we listed. We actually have a Radiant uh, a Silo of lending markets for Radiant, for example, Radiant token. You've got a lot of collaborative system, uh, like ecosystem, which you don't see that uh, like on mainnet, um, and also with 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 other. So it's well mature. So you see users with because gas is cheap. You see users collaborating, like uh, uh, or executing uh, sophisticated uh, yield strategies, like basically leverage strategies. So they borrow USDC from from us, they deposit it somewhere else, they take another loan and then use it somewhere else. Uh, um, uh, so you see users. And and of course, lots of rebalancing. So if you pay, if you earn eight percent for USDC on your USDC, and now it pays nine percent on another market, you just take it, you just remove it and and deposit it 
for this 9%. So constant rebalancing um, because it's cheap uh, to, do, to do so. Um, so definitely in terms of uh, traction, uh, if you don't define uh, traction in terms of uh, also in, in, in the, uh, uh, through the frequency of doing something, um, definitely it has a lot of traction. We've got a few hundred users, daily users, use our app daily, constantly, again, uh, leveraging uh, uh, their positions uh, and looking for opportunities. Um, so that's uh, that's something uh, really really important, and also again, as I said, Arbitrum because there's so much variety in uh, and and as far as uh, uh, applications, uh, you could uh, uh, between money markets, derivatives, and all. It's you know it's just it kind of invites you to use the chain more, and lending is just part of it. Really, the difference between these three markets is really interesting. So. Uh, if you go to app.silo.finance, uh, you've got the Ethereum mainnet markets, uh, which is, I, I think those are your oldest markets. And then, then we've got Arbitrum and then the, the Llama edition, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, and yeah, I did not realize that Arbitrum alone holds, you know, as of our recording today, around December 12th, 2023, it's hold, it holds about 90 million. And, and as you pointed out, TVL is is sometimes a, a, a helpful metric, but it doesn't tell the full story. That said, it's it's a pretty impressive number to see that, especially when you flip over to the uh, the Llama edition and you see uh, close to two hundred million. Um, so clearly, Silo is growing on uh, Arbitrum as an L two for all the reasons you pointed out. Uh, you know, gas is cheap. It's it's a lot easier to like come up with interesting strategies there. On the Llama edition, can, can you walk us through this? Like, how did this come about? Like, why did you start uh, building for markets that would support the Curve USD stablecoin? And and then also maybe some reflection on why uh, why no longer why you will no longer offer Xi as a stablecoin, right? So honestly, we had a Llama version just because our smart contracts ha- enforce uh, uh, having a single asset as a bridge asset across all markets. So the traditionally, when we started Silo, we had ETH and Xi. Uh, now, if you want to create an, an, a new market, you you must pair them with ETH and Xi. You cannot uh, have you cannot pair them with USDC, for example. Uh, that was a limitation in the smart contracts uh, and the design, and now this this goes away, of course, in V2. So when we wanted when when Curve USD was was released, I was super excited. We were super excited about it. We're still super excited about it, of course, as a decentralized uh, algorithmic uh, stablecoin. We wanted to create lending markets for it. I'll tell you in a bit why. And then, but the 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 issue was we could not add it to our markets because we had Xi and ETH. Um, so we had to d- deploy a completely new protocol. Obviously, the same smart contracts and hurt the security of of, of, of that uh, of those uh, legacy ones. And now we created the Curve USD uh, markets. Uh, so you have Link with Curve USD. Uh, you have uh, uh, Wi-Fi with USD, and of course, Curve the governance token. Now, why? Because I um, personally and the team, uh, we believe uh, that we need a stablecoin like that. And lending is a an incredibly important growth lever for any stablecoin. Stablecoins only grow if you denominate as much debt as possible. 
because you on well you pay interest in those in the stablecoin itself. So technically speaking, the more interest you generate, the more supply uh, uh, you need to the more supply for the stablecoin. That's number one. And because also it serves as because of the interest created, there's always a pressure on the peg upward. So it helps actually with stabilizing the the, the, the peg uh, for the stablecoin. So we felt like, well, this is a new uh, a primitive, the stablecoin. Uh, we were a believer in the Curve ecosystem. We're close to it. We've always been close to it uh, and also users of Curve. Well, let's bet on this stablecoin and we had to deploy, uh, 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 deploy it. And it happened at the time when... Uh, curve was removed uh, or was forced out of uh, Ave V2, so we thought, well, maybe that we can convince uh, Michael to to you know move some of his uh, position, and so uh, and 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 he did. So uh, and Curve USD users started borrowing Curve USD and then wanted home for it. So it, it was just a good timing for for Curve uh, for for Silo Lama. Yeah, AJ, I think. Tying somewhat tying yourself to the success or future success of Curve is never a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I mean, it seems like one of those win-win scenarios. Um, I think Curve USD is super interesting, and I think it's just getting started. And I think it's going to be a big player in this cycle for sure. Um, so you're kind of in at the ground floor, um, in my opinion. I, that that kind of just leads me to a question though about your current silo token. Um, what what uh, what are like the visions in the community for the silo token? Has there been anything interesting offered up as far as potentially new utility or? And, and correct me, like I, I I is is silo currently a V token uh, or does it have that functionality or is or is that even something that would be considered on the roadmap? Just kind of seeing. This synergy with Curve now, and maybe that whole convex family, or I'm I'm kind of speculating now, but yeah. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about the roadmap. Uh, so V2 um, hopefully comes out in Q1 2024. At the center, there is a V model. Obviously, we're all thankful for the V uh, tokenomics uh, innovated by the Curve uh, people. So V Silo will be at the center of it. So we abandon uh, the current uh, Governor Bravo model that we have, which is pioneered by a Compound, and we move into the V model at the center. Uh, the our markets are going to be uh, will not be any governance for the market. It will be immutable. Probably the first time I I I um, I, I share this uh, V Silo. Uh, it's going to be modeled uh, closer to the V Bal V Balancer. Uh, so you deposit, uh, you can mint it with you lock silo and you with a little bit of of ETH and you mint V silo V silo that you can use it to vote for rewards in silo itself cross chain. So we've uh, worked with uh, Chainlink CCIP on that. So you'll be able to vote for your own for the markets that you use. Uh, if you are, if it happens that you're also a depositor and a holder of vSilo or a borrower, you earn boosted the yield. So that's the utility is definitely there. There is also a functionality of, uh, of, of turned off by default to share revenue protocol with uh, vSilo uh, holders. Now, similar to Uniswap and other protocols, the functionality is built. A little bit complicated to execute, but it is definitely built, turned off for you know it's a, it's up to the DAO, 
uh, of these title holders to vote to turn it on or not. So that's the measure uh, functionality. So you get boost, uh, of course, if you're a borrower and a holder of the governance token. And of course, you vote for emissions. And uh, most most importantly, there is a, a path for you to to uh, get something out of, uh, out of the protocol revenue. Uh, that is more complicated to discuss and activate, of course, but that's uh, what it is. So this all uh, comes out in in V1. Uh, the V silo is already uh, developed, uh, audited. Uh, we're actually in the process with Trail of Bits right now, the first of three audits. The V silo uh, is, is completely audited, but and we're hopefully we launch the roadmap next month once the audit is complete and we'll kind of outline our next uh, uh, leg of growth and how we're gonna bring uh, uh, bring more growth to the to uh, to uh, to all the uh, domain net and of course the event compatible ones now just curve USD just on that note just one note uh, we have kind of like curve USD is a great growth blueprint for all uh, stable coins I want to see honestly LESD denominating that I want to see a reserve uh, stable coin denominating that uh, not just centralized one uh, um, because again, that's the more y- users will always borrow stable coins against collateral. They just need to be there, right? Uh, uh, so, CurveUSD, I think we've seen the growth in its supply. It's correlated with the time that we launched Curve uh, USD Llama or the Llama version. Now, I think it's a, it's a great uh, a success story for for all um, uh, stable coin issuers that would like to. To, to do that now why we sunsetted or we're sunsetting Xi as a stable coin because we've discovered that it's going to be very expensive to create and maintain a stable coin um, if you want to maintain the peg itself you have to spend on that and you know like traditionally you have to make sure always ensure you have very deep liquidity at the peg and you have to incentivize LPs to keep that liquidity at the peg in in, in curve pools and that will just Honestly, uh, always uh, be larger than all the profits that you revenue you're gonna make from from that stablecoin. So, as a lending protocol, uh, we thought that was just an experiment that probably shouldn't materialize. Now, Zai V two real world asset backed is definitely a possibility that we're exploring. Oh, that sounds cool. Zai V two RWA. Um, what one other thing I was thinking of here that I I want to ask before we before we wrap is just with B Silo. Is is there going to be any support you think from the convex community or ecosystem on, on that? Is that something you're you're discussing with that team at all? Uh, no, uh, we have not discussed this, and it is possible, and it's possible uh, that we get with uh, quote unquote convexed or whatever the word for for you know uh, it is possible. We personally we don't see that. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we're not going to actively seek it. Uh, if it happens, it happens. If not, I think it's uh, the, the growth mechanism and the reason to hold the silo, uh, a lock silo for V silo is uh, present in the system itself. If, if I could uh, make a request, maybe consider in the future, uh, once V silo is up and running, I love what uh, Prisma and F of X have done with Convex where uh, so if you're like earning rewards, let's say in the future, you're, you're providing liquidity for silo, you can either claim your silo rewards, which, you know, might be in like a vesting contract, or y- you can claim it as like a CVX silo, which I, I love that concept. It, it's 
still really new. To, to be clear, it's pretty high risk. Like I, I would tell any user if they're claiming um, CVX Prisma or CVX uh, FXN, uh, you know, we're all fairly confident that liquidity will build there. But you know, you're you're basically taking something that's liquid now that is is not at peg versus holding something that vests and. So anyways, long story short, it, I think it's on the convex community. Given the value that Silo provides, like I know Nomadic and I have discussed, like we kind of see Silo in that, like it's like the curve family, you know, some, some are like almost like uh, uh, brother or sisters-in-law, some are like second cousins and, and uh, si- Silo's in that for sure. So I, I, I'm very curious, like how curve and convex will continue to think about how to, um, add value, I guess, to silo because you're doing quite a bit now for for Curve, for the, the Curve USD token. You're really helping to bootstrap uh, more interest there and in, in using that token. But uh, AJ, this is a great place for us to wrap up. So I want to just quickly remind our listeners that A, they should, uh, or, or first, they should learn about silo finance by going to silo.finance. Uh, they should follow silo finance on Twitter at silo finance. Uh, they can follow you on your personal account on Twitter. It's um, A-I-H-A-M underscore ETH. And then AJ just wanted to state the obvious, like, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you know, we, we really uh, enjoyed getting to learn more about Silo. There's quite a bit there you shared that I was totally unaware of. So excited that we could uh, learn a little bit more about what's coming with the Silo. Uh, but anything else you'd like to share before we go? Any recommendations for folks that want to get involved with Silo? Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, really, uh, like you say, just to go and try to, uh, you know, Silo and learn about risk uh, isolation and lending. Uh, grateful for the great conversation and uh, looking forward to having another one hopefully next year. Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you're a talented founder or developer, please consider reaching out to our team at fourthrevolution.capital. And for future episodes of the Edge podcast, please check out our link tree at edge underscore pod.